Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to your Sunday Psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard. I'm Rebecca Fisk, and I'm here with Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. How are you tonight? Hi, Rebecca. I'm doing great. How are you? I am also doing great. Thanks for asking. And of course, we've got Garrett Miller in the background. We're just going to say a quick hi to Garrett and and express our gratitude for him doing all the stuff behind the scenes. Hi, Garrett. Thanks for being here and helping us out. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new voice every day. There there you go. It's awesome. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, first of all, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers who are listening and to, uh, you know, even if you're just a fur baby father, that's okay. My, my niece is married to a guy and they don't have any uh, human children, but they have a fur baby. And uh, so mm-hmm. uh, just want to acknowledge that there's, there are different kinds of parenting. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's an interesting thing. Um, I kind of was reflecting on my own dad a little bit today and um you know, I realized that there's a peacefulness about my relationship with my dad. I did not always have a great relationship with my dad. My dad was um, a perfectionist and really quite a remarkable musician. He was a professor of music and uh, concert pianist and then became an orchestra conductor and an opera coach. And, um, you know, he grew up in Europe and, you know, children are to be seen and not heard. And of course, that's what he learned. So that's what he kind of taught us well sort of (laughs) um but it was very interesting as i as i grew up with my dad and then went into adulthood and my relationship with him um and i i'd had i'd had a lot of fear of him because when he would yell i I became afraid and and um and so it started in my late 20s that i really set an intention to want to heal my relationship um not only with myself but also with my dad and and i realized that it meant I had to go into a lot of uncomfortable places inside of myself, and I did not like that process. But the ultimate result, um, by the time he finally passed away, he passed away just a few years ago now, he was 94, and, and really had a remarkable life. Um, I realized that I had come to peace with him. I had let go of all of the things that I thought he should have been, as a father, because, you know, we, you know, some of us in a certain generation see Norman Rockwell paintings and we think, oh, that's the magical life I want to have. And, and we really think that there are people who have relationships with others where there is no um, conflict and there, where there's no argument and, and everything's always hunky-dory and loving and it's, it's just not real. So it took me a long time to understand that, you know, we can see a snapshot of somebody's life as a father or as a child when we can see that relationship but we're only seeing that moment in time and we don't know what kind of work it took for them to get to that moment and we don't know what's going to come after and as my dad reached the end of his life I was fortunate enough to be with him when he passed which was just an amazing experience to experience that deep peace with him and to know that there wasn't anything left unresolved for me with my dad. And it had taken some time and some years, and certainly my dad was not comfortable that I confronted him with things because, of course, I was the one who was like, no, I want to clear this and I want to be healthy and, 
you know, I'm going to say this, this is internet radio, so, but like, damn wanting to get better (laughs) or wanting to be better. (laughs) Um, So my dad was like, okay, yeah, what are we talking about now? (laughs) Um, But, you know, the thing is, he, he really did want to understand, which I know is a huge gift. That even though he could be really obstinate, you know, in some cases, that's a really great quality, by the way. Um, But he really wanted to understand why I felt the way I felt. And he wanted to understand how I got there. And he wanted to understand my perspective. And there were times when he kind of went, okay, that's enough. (laughs) Um, And it took a long time. It, It literally took a couple of decades for him to come to a place where he actually understood me in a way that he could go, oh, okay, I have not been what she needs from me. And I know that he couldn't articulate it, but there was a shift in the way that he treated me at the end of his life, towards the end of his life. And he went into deep appreciation for me and who I am and how I was able to finally show up in his life. And it was such a huge gift. And so I have been thinking about him today and about how grateful I am about who he was as a person. And, um, and I learned so much from him. And I know that I'm very, very fortunate because there are a lot of people who never get to have the kind of healing that I got to have with my dad. So that's kind of what I've done today in my reflection on Father's Day. And... It, I don't know. I'm just, I, I have such a, a different level of appreciation for people who show up in their children's lives, both obviously mothers too. But, um, you know, it is Father's Day. So I just wanted to, to talk about that for a moment. And, um, you know, to those of you who still have your father, I hope that you either have the kind of relationship that you want to have or if you don't have the kind of relationship that you want to have, um, I hope that you at least have a place of peace within yourself to know that you are loved no matter what. And one of the other realizations for me was to understand that I need to let go of expectations really in any relationship that we only have the present moment that we're in with whoever we're with in that moment. And if I let go of the expectations of what I think it's supposed to be or how I think it's supposed to be or who I think that person is or how I think that person is supposed to be, if I let go of those expectations, I have a lot more peace in my life and I have a lot more joy. But it takes some time to unravel all of the beliefs and the judgments that we're brought up with that we learn along the way. So... That's kind of been my reflection for the day on Father's Day. And uh, otherwise, it's been a beautiful day and peaceful and joyful. And I've been playing games with my kid. <laughs> how are you, How was your day today, Stephanie? And how have you been? <laughs> Interesting. Um So I actually got a taste of Father's Day last evening. So my niece, uh, my niece, Lana, and her husband, Buster, love the name. And he's a Buster. Um, Okay. (laughs) They are in town 
here in Anchorage, Alaska for a week, and they're visiting um, Buster's sister. And so I got to pick them up at the airport, and then they joined myself and two of my friends, Jesse and Elaine. We all went to dinner together at this wonderful Italian restaurant, my favorite one ever. And Lana is a part of the family, obviously. So I'm the oldest of five kids, and she is the eldest daughter of my brother, Steve. And it was interesting because, you know, my dad's been gone for three years now, a little over three years. And, you know, I had my journey with my dad. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're an only child or if there's 10,000 kids. Every child in the family has a very different relationship with their father, understandable because each each child is a different person so i had my uniqueness you know um my own unique relationship so my dad was one of those cartoon characters that always kept the jokes going got people talking he was very much his sister my godmother had said well he was a showman so he talked a lot. He did a lot of finagling in his life. But, you know, he paved the way for my mom to stay home with us kids, at least until the baby was 14, um, so that she could stay home with us, raise us, whatever. And so along the way, you know, life happens, life brings all kinds of experiences. And so he and I had a challenging relationship in a couple of different aspects, a couple of different regards. It wasn't perfect, but I think every parent and child relationship connection is different, unique. There's the positives and then there's the not so much fun aspects of it as well. And coming from my perspective as an energy healer and a medium, doing everything that I do, there's also opportunity from my perspective of personal growth. And so similar to you, Rebecca, it was almost about four years ago, almost four years ago, that I opted to have a conversation with my father about some things. And it was real interesting. It was it was eerie and scary because I flew from Seattle to Phoenix just for the weekend and my siblings were like, Okay, this is weird. What are you doing? You don't you never fly into town for a weekend. Not from for that kind of a distance, although it's not that far. But um in a nutshell, I really received a lot of divine grace, a lot of divine guidance even divine intervention um, at the place and time that I thought I would connect with him. There was a lot of <laughs> angels and distractions going on so that it could not work out that day. Yet the following morning I showed up early and my dad was outside waiting and it was, oh, it was eerie in the sense of it was almost like a rehearsal that was now live. And I got to, we went back inside. He was living uh, in assisted living. He had a number of things going on health-wise. And so we went in his room and closed the door and I shared my truth. And in the end, it wasn't horrible. And um, it it was very cathartic. It brought about an odd sense of peace. It's like, is this peaceful or what? It left a question mark. But yet when I left that day, I he asked me, he said, are you, 
are you going to come back or is this it? And I said, no, I'm coming back. I said, you're my dad. You're stuck with me and I'm stuck with you. And I laughed and um, he appreciated that. So then in the end, towards the end of his life on the planet, it was Super Bowl weekend. And I was there that weekend and uh, I said, well, dad, you know, this is my it's time to go. I need to leave. I've got to get back to Kelly's, head to the airport. And and uh, I said, I'll see you on your birthday. And he said, I'm not going to be here. I said, oh, okay. And he said, no, I'm serious. Why don't you guys have a party? Do celebration of life. I don't care what you do. But have a party for me. I said, okay. And he said, I'm serious. And I said, I know you are. And he said, you're the only child of my five kids that I can say this to and you get it. <laughs> I said, yes, I do. I said, I'll pass the word and we'll have a party. And that's exactly how it went. So it was interesting to, because he did exit the planet not long after. I was actually visiting up here in Anchorage, Alaska when I got word of, come to the bedside, we're going to pull the plug on Monday. But what was, so what was beautiful, and it sounds strange, but what was beautiful about last night is to see my niece and to see someone from my family here way far north in the flesh and blood it was really healing for me it was very cathartic and to know that you know all of us of course you know we were here and <laughs> created via mom and dad and it was neat to see an extension of myself through one of my siblings here so it it's been a peaceful day for me there was something very peaceful and settling about connecting with her. And we, we literally had about four, four and a half hours together. And that's it because I call her and her husband, the kids. So the kids are off and running. They're running around all over the state until they leave in a week. So, and, but that's all I needed. And that's also all she needed. So Father's Day for me today has been, um, been very quiet, very cathartic, just very, I, I felt a sense of closure to the point where last night I slept like a rock and that's kind of not my normal. So I really appreciated <laughs> that too, because it was like, it told me it's like, I have a different sense of peace and I'm good with that. It's like, and I'm still in pajamas and I've been snacking and a, another friend friend was like, I have another birthday present for you, Jesse. And so oh, Jesse yeah. and his sister dropped by and they had gone. We have the best hardware store ever here. It's hardware. It's like anything but hardware stuff. They have fudge. <laughs> they have candy. They have kitchen knickknacks. They have birthday cards. They have all these fantastic gifts. And it's like you have to go around the peripheral of the store to actually see shovels and hammers and things like that. <laughs> it's funny. And it's like, this is so cool. It's actually fun to go to this hardware store. You never know what you're going to see in a fun way, in a fun way. So it's been a fun day. It's been a peaceful day and it's been fun. And then I've been totally binge watching Manifest on Netflix. Oh my gosh. It's like it's I've got to get my it? head out of there. Oh my goodness. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I've been binge watching since probably Wednesday or Thursday. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's so much fun. But that's that's how my Father's Day has been today, Rebecca. It's been really that's nice. Good. I, it's been very comfortable. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, then, you know, it's interesting because um, I definitely feel a very deep sense of peace today that I haven't felt in a while. And there were a couple, okay. and granted, I know it's the solstice. Right. I'm so happy. 
right? It's right. the summer solstice, Woo-hoo. longest day of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although that, that has a completely different meaning for you, Stephanie, being up oh. in Alaska. <laughs> oh, oh, it sure does. Oh, it does, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, who does that apply to? Um, but, but there is, you know, I, I know what you're talking about because I feel like the sense of peace that I feel is palpable in a different way. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how much of that has to do with the fact that, you know, we're coming out of, I mean, I guess we're coming out of Mercury retrograde on yes. Tuesday. And again, yes. you know, I tell everybody, I'm not an astrologer, but I kind of just kind of keep track a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But it feels like the energy is already shifting. And yes. it's, it, which is, which is really nice because I have to say <laughs> the intensity that May and June have brought has been really um, oh. unusual. Can I say that? It's, it's, um, it's kind of like having a series of earthquakes. <laughs> it's like we had one and we kind of went, okay, that was all right. Oh, wait a minute. There's another one. Okay. All right. Well, we're done now. The aftershocks are over. Oh, nope, nope. There's another one. Okay. <laughs> So, and it's like, oh, but don't get too comfortable in your chair because you're going to have to right. move again. It's been really interesting. And, you know, I'll tell you honestly, I, I hit the wall um, a couple of days ago where I just reached this place where I was crying. And, I mean, uh, you know, the people who know me know that, like, I'm the one who cries at the commercials. I cry. <laughs> I mean, I cry. I just, I'm a crier. Yes. In fact, yes. I cry for clients occasionally where I'll be doing a reading and I'll start crying and I'll say, don't worry, these are your tears. You don't need to release it for yourself. I'll do it for you. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so, but I hit the wall. And it was really interesting because I try to really be mindful about what do I need. And I'm, I'm, I've gotten so much better at boundaries about, well, how many clients can I actually talk to in a day where I'm not overworked, I'm not tired, I'm still really able to give 100% of the quality to each client. How many clients can I really talk to in a day? And how many ways can I be of service in a day without overextending myself so that I get off balance? And so I've really begun um, paying so much more attention and I'm so much better at it. But the beautiful thing is I, I kind of hit the wall and I had a couple days there where it's like, wow, I don't have any clients on the books. Well, and I always, I always figure God knows what he's doing and is taking care of me or she, however you refer to the universal love, that energy, the higher power. Um, but, but every once in a while, I've actually seen this happen before and I'm starting to look at the calendar and go, uh, I don't have anybody scheduled. Um, what am I going to be going through that I don't have anybody scheduled? Because usually it coincides with me needing a break. And so that's exactly what happened. And um, so I just kind of went into this place where it was like, okay, well, I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. I don't need to know why I'm crying. But I'm just going to allow myself to keep releasing and releasing and releasing. And so I had a couple of days like that. And so um, yesterday was a day where I felt like, okay, I've got my bearings and I'm, I'm feeling really good. But today it's just like, oh, there you are. Okay, well, this is nice. <laughs> yes, I'm happy we're coming out of Mercury Retrograde. I know that they, the astrologers that I talk to uh. say that it can take a few days after. Um, but I know people who have had trouble. There's been car accidents. There have been failures of computers. There have been lots of failures with phones. And this was over the last six weeks or so. Um, just lots of stuff, lots of challenges that have been really interesting. And um, the other thing that's happening with me, Stephanie, is that I'm, 
I'm really pulling more into my peace within me. And I'm not looking outward. Uh, You know, and I know you know this. Um, I've spent the majority of my life looking for validation from people outside myself and not from validation within me. Even though I have, you know, intended to live my life in service for a long time. That's been an intention of mine for a long time. But I still looked for validation outside of myself. And it was like, well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And I realized a few years ago that I care a lot more about whether or not I feel like I'm doing things in integrity and in service to God and surrendering in that than I care about what people think. But I still was looking for validation from other humans. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally reaching this place where I'm understanding I don't need to do that. And it's, a, it's, um, it's kind of interesting because on one hand I go, wow, that's really cool. And this feels really good. And on the other hand, it's kind of like, um, am I, is, this, is this pushing me to, into a place of more solitude? Not loneliness and not feeling alone, but, but a peaceful solitude. And I know, I know, Stephanie, I think you're a lot better at that than I have been, but I'm learning now. <laughs> so maybe you're rubbing off on Yay. me. <laughs> it takes, uh, oh my goodness, it just takes time behind the wheel. And one thing I've been growing in peace with is the fact that throughout our lives, you know, I think for folks like you and I, where we have learned, we've been given these gifts, we share them with the people on the planet. And we also have very unique experiences. Many experiences are rooted in pain, trauma, and so forth. But what that equals is experience, which equals insight, which equals compassion. And so we have a different perspective, although I can't say it's entirely different, but it, sometimes it's like we're um, we're still on the path of evolution. And one thing I've been uh, looking at for myself is I always like to do this thing, this self-check process. And I think about, okay, where was I a year ago with life, with my perspectives? And then I like to flip the table and ponder upon where will I be a year from now? I do that from time to time. It's like it it comes into my awareness. It comes into my consciousness when it's time for that. And so for what you're describing, it does help me to look at myself as well and think about where where was I one year ago, two years ago? Where was I on my path of evolution? And where am I at right now? So I really can't appreciate where you're at just because it's like we trade places. You know, Mm -hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago, very recently anyway, there was a post on Facebook by Dolores Cannon. I love her. And Mm -hmm. the image image was this. There was a black circle on the left, just one circle. And then on the right, it was a spiral, you know, like a labyrinth. So you start on the inside and work your way out, you know, just a spiral. And... The message that Dolores had was on the left with a single circle. This is symbolic for those who 
are essentially doing the same thing, expecting different results. And they find themselves still at the same place and time on their path that they were previously. Let's put it that way. Whereas the spiral, we're passing ourselves along the way. You know, we see, we do see ourselves coming and going and we maintain that self-awareness like, oh, okay, there I am. Okay, now I can learn how to be more present. When you were talking earlier about all we have is now, that took me a very long time to understand that. And then not only to understand that, but to embrace it and to be that. And when we, as we evolve and we like, okay, now we're one more step up the ladder, whatever, however we want to visualize it, or in terms of frequency speak, our frequency, our inner light, our energy expands a little bit more and expands it a little bit more because our awareness is growing and it's like, oh, okay, all we have is here and now. And so for me, it's, Somewhere between the last three to six months, even, there's been a change within me. Um, a different friend of mine that I was talking with yesterday, we'll call her Rose. Rose was saying, you know, even when I look back to the beginning of the year and look at you presently, you're just so much more open. And it was neat to hear that because, again, it comes back to where you're at as well. It's like, oh, I'm relaxing more and just allowing myself to be and just to be right here, because this is all we have. And with that concept said, when I go back to last evening, and just reflecting upon the dinner, talking with Lana, talking with Buster, you know, Jesse, Colleen, it was, it made the experience really unique, because just being fully present, like, okay, well, we're here, and we're here, and we're in the next moment. It there's something softer and subtle about that it, it that really brought a different experience of peace with everybody at the table it was cool but and most importantly with myself because my mind wasn't running i wasn't on a hamster wheel i wasn't running around the restaurant or thinking about what was what was i going to do today or next week i was just right here right now and it changes life and when we start to embrace that it's a very unique experience. It sounds so simple, yeah. but yet it's a different uh, journey to even begin to arrive there. And then it does feel scary, Rebecca, because it's like, am I really okay right here, right now? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't have yeah. to go anywhere or do anything. Phone's not ringing. It's quiet. You know, and yeah. I know you understand. Yes. I do. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, my, my, and I relate to that so much with my kiddo who's now 15 and a half. It's so incredibly wow. hard to believe. But, you know, I'm a single mom and have been for, you know, several years. And mm-hmm. uh, I finally realized, <laughs> it was about a year ago, so we're talking about growth and surrendering and allowing and all of that. I think it's right. been about a year ago, I finally, I, I, frankly, I was, I was out on a date. And I had my phone out, even though my kiddo was with their dad. Mm. And I realized I'm sitting at the table. And, and thankfully, my date also is a single parent. And, you know, I checked the phone and it was like, wait a minute. I don't need to do this. My kid actually knows how to call 911 if there's an emergency. 
They're with a grown-up. I don't need to be on 24-7 anymore because right. my kid knows what to do. And, and, and that was a pivotal moment in my life because I don't have to be tethered to the phone all the time anymore. So I've actually, I, right. I think I mentioned this to you before, it's unbelievable, but I actually <laughs> leave my phone at home sometimes now. And, wow. you know, especially if I'm going somewhere with my kiddo, it's like there is nobody that my, my kiddo has their phone too. So it's not like I, I need, you know, I, I don't need my phone. I'm not going to take a client call. I, I, my kid's not going to call me because they need something. So I started leaving my phone at home and it is so liberating. It's such a good feeling. And it really reminds me to just be in the present. Yeah. It's, it's, it took a long time. I mean, I was really resistant to the cell phone thing. And then once I got it, it was like, oh, my gosh, it's like it's never far from me. But I've gotten better and better over the last year, really. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I have to say, honestly, I'm kind of proud of myself because, you know, frankly, I don't think you or Garrett a year ago would have ever believed that I was going to leave my phone at home ever. <laughs> that is a true statement. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it's growth, and you know, and and you know, so thanks for bringing that up about the growth thing because I know, and and thank you too, Stephanie. Is um, Stephanie has watched me go through my growth process now over the years, and I've watched hers. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I have to say, first of all, I'm really grateful to you because you will tell me, oh my gosh, think about where you were six months ago, or a month ago, or even a week ago, and where you are right now, and what you're, you know. And, and, and I know that I also mirror that to you as well. But, but I have to say, you know, I, I just want to say to the people listening, Stephanie is a phenomenal human being. And it's, the, the reason that I'm saying that is because, you know, she and I, we, everybody has trauma in their lives. Everybody has stuff that they've been through that has, you know, basically contributed to who you are in this present moment. And with everything that's happened, we always have a choice about what we're going to do with it, whether or not it takes years or moments or decades, whatever it takes. But when somebody decides to surrender into the work that Stephanie and I do, because it is a surrendering, trust me, I was kicking and screaming for years because I don't know anybody who says I want to grow up and be a psychic. I got to tell you. It's not, it's not an easy journey, you know, uh-uh. and, and I will say, you know, when you're an energy healer, it's a little different because there isn't the negative stigma attached to that, that there is to psychic. And so I kicked and screamed for years that I didn't want to do this. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when I finally surrendered, and I know you surrendered too, Stephanie, there's a piece mm-hmm. of us that we both understood long ago, long before we ever met. Mm-hmm. that in order to understand people, we have made an agreement with God, our contract with God, that we would have these experiences so that we could learn to love not only ourselves but others and have compassion. Having these types of experiences and owning them and being willing to surrender and learn from them is what's given us more and more and more compassion. And. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say to you that I just 
you know, the, the, the kind of work that you do in the world, but also your commitment to healing yourself. And I know, because mm-hmm. we've had this conversation, that your intention mm-hmm. about healing yourself is that so that you can be of even more service to the world. There, there mm-hmm. is no, in my opinion, there's no greater thing than mm-hmm. that. Thank and you. so I just wanted to acknowledge that, that I'm really grateful to be your friend and I'm grateful that you're my friend and, um, and I'm inspired by you. Thank you. Thank you. And one day, one day I will share about it and I'm delighted to just simply share that very recently I've surrendered into a pretty big decision and yet it was time to surrender. And I'm at peace with surrendering. And this is taking me on a slightly different path, but not really. What it will do is bring more in terms of the, oh, what do I want to say? Just the comprehensive global perspective of the facets of healing. And there will be new chapters coming. That's what excites me. And for this part of the journey, there's going to be stuff I'll be walking through. And I know it's not going to be all flowers and bells and whistles. Yet I'm really proud of myself for the courage that it takes to do so. And then the surrendering, especially after my experience last night of seeing an extension of my DNA in so many words. It was like, yeah. okay, I surrender. I am ready, and I I shared my truth with Lana and Buster, and they were like, rock on, cool. You know how they talk. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yes. All right, cool. All right. (laughs) Buster's laid out in the back seat. Hey, Aunt Stephanie, you rock. And I'm like, well, thanks, Buster. (laughs) This is like my, I think maybe second time ever of meeting you, and I love you anyway. (laughs) Such a neat person. Both of them are, but... So I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to share about it in the future, and it will be fun and dynamic. And thank you. I'm grateful for you too, Rebecca. Thank you for all your kind words, and I am in great appreciation for our connection as well. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you, and you're welcome. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we're blessed. We, we are. are. We yeah. are. Um, so I know we'll, we'll get to meditation in just a minute. There's just one other little thing that I kind of touched on earlier for a moment, and I want to come back to this um, because this has had such a profound effect on my life. And it's one of the greatest lessons that I have learned over the last year. Um, so one of the things that I do on the equinoxes and the solstices is uh, I do a labyrinth walk. I have a friend who's, um, who hosts it. And um, she was inspired. to like, She basically just said one morning, I had this vision and I'm supposed to paint a labyrinth on my parking lot so that people can come and do this moving meditation on the labyrinth. And so that's what she did. She's a, a remarkable. Cool. And uh, thank you, Dr. Betty. You are amazing. And um, and so we had a solstice walk this morning, and my level of peace, I was a little bit anxious, actually, for whatever reason, getting over there. And then once I was there, I just kind of took some deep breaths. But, but the intention of the walk today, because you allow yourself to release or let go of 
whatever it is you no longer want to carry or no longer need. That's the intention as you're walking into the center of the labyrinth. And then you allow an intention of what you want the takeaway to be. And so what, what Dr. Betty suggested was that we acknowledge something that COVID has taught us, some kind of experience or something, some meaning that it has given us. And then to focus on whether or not that's an attribute we want to continue with in our lives moving forward or if it's a recognition of something that we need to release and then have the intention of of releasing it and moving forward. And so what came up for me was this one big, huge word that affects everything, expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Expectations. And I've been working on that basically the whole year. And I've had different glimpses of my letting go of expectations and my letting go of fears about what if. Because, again, we go back to we only have right now. And so one of the women talked about how she's been so anxious about politics. And it's a lot of people get really anxious about politics. And I came to peace with it because... I do what I can. I vote the way that I want to. If there are causes I believe in, I'll give money to those causes. And then I let it go because I can't control anything except me. So control Mm -hmm. and expectation kind of go hand in hand because control is only self-control. There is nothing else. we, We can't control anything except ourselves. That's it. So if we control ourselves and we set an intention about what we want to be doing, and we do so with integrity, we're going to be in alignment. And if we release the expectations that somebody or something should be different than what it is, what happens is we don't get disappointed. And I really believe that that is one of the reasons that I've come to this deeper level of peace is the realization about expectations and really completely surrendering into the fact that I can only control myself and nothing else and no one else. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to, for whatever reason, I'm inspired to speak and I never know why. I just always know that <laughs> there's a reason for everything and I believe that. So thank you for indulging me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, okay, so let me do let me do the shameless plugs here before we get to the meditation. <laughs> so if you'd like to schedule a private session with Stephanie, her website is journeywithstephanie.com. If you'd like to schedule a private session with me, my website is rebeccafisk.com. If you have logged into the computer, there are links right there. Thank you, Garrett, so much for putting all of that together. Um, and then also... If you decide to book a private session with one of us or both of us, because we do that as well, if you want to do a session with both of us together, we also do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to do that, you know, reach out to us and let us know that, that you heard us on the radio show and uh, we give special discounts for, for our, our listeners. So there is that. So, Okay. I'm I'm already. If you, I don't know if you have something else you want to add, or if you just want to get right to the meditation. But thanks for indulging oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's beautiful. Okay, well, let's go right into meditation here then. Um, So everyone, just relax where you're at. Close your eyes. Take in a nice deep breath. And hold. And exhale. We'll take one more deep breath in. And hold. And exhale. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to visualize a beautiful red rose. There's a red rose and it's being handed to us. There's no thorns, but there are leaves. And this is a rosebud. And I want you to just grab a hold of that rose and just hold it. This rose what it's doing it is it's helping to clear your aura. It brings with it the energy of love. And whenever you feel inclined, just take a deep whiff. Sometimes in meditation, when we're connected to that energy, we really can smell whatever this is. So right now, Through Creator, we are intending to just catch a nice deep whiff of this yummy red rose. And even if you feel like you can't smell it, it's okay. Because as we're breathing in and we're inhaling, we're inhaling the energy of love from God, from Creator. Just allow yourself to breathe in this beautiful aroma, this aroma of love, the aroma of the rose. Just kind of rest with that. Rest with what does this feel like? What does the energy of that rose feel like? What does the energy of pure, pure, divine love, what does that feel like? We'll sit with this for just a moment here. And again, sometimes we'll be able to smell that, knowing that whether we can smell it or not, we are receiving the energy of love from this beautiful rose. Some of you might have baby's breath appearing with the rose. Some may have a ribbon that appears. Some of you may have a different color of rose. Perfectly okay. Whatever color appears for us is for us. And again, what the rose brings with it is love. And what we're going to do is we're going to watch this rose get a little smaller, get a little smaller. And what we're going to do 
is interlace our fingers, clasp it over our hearts, and know that we are bringing the energy from the love from this rose, that we're bringing that into our heart, into our heart center, this pure, beautiful, clean, divine love from Creator, from God, and we know that this love lives within all of us and that we are a part of everyone. We are connected to everyone and everyone is connected with us. We are a part of all that is. And tonight as we sleep and we rest, we will carry this love with us. Just rest in that love tonight. And know that when you wake up in the morning, that love will still be there. And it will be up to you as what you would like to do. What you would like to do with that love? Would you like to keep it? Would you like to keep it for your own healing? Would you like to share that? What is that you decide to do with it? Know that this is your love to share with the planet and that you are a part of God. You are a part of Creator. And Creator is a part of us. We're all connected. So we're going to now begin to come back into the present moment. We're going to take another deep breath in and hold. And exhale. We're going to take one final breath in. And hold. And exhale. And now when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Oh, 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 here we are. Oh. There, there. Welcome back, Garrett. Yeah. Oh, hi. 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 How you doing? I feel so relaxed now. That's good. Welcome back. Are you ready for some cool. calls? Absolutely. I, yeah. Yes. I think okay. we are. Okay. So we've got a mess of calls tonight and a mess of call, calls simply means we've got a lot. So if I pre-screened you, we're going to do our best to get you on the show. I'm, I'm going to screen other calls while Stephanie and Rebecca are talking to Kate, who's calling about love. Kate, that's your cue. I'm going to unmute you in just a moment. When I, um, when they're taking their call, I'm going to come on the line and ask you for your first name and the topic. Please be prepared. I got a bunch of you. I've got to get through. So be quick, and we'll put you on hold, and we'll get to as many of you as possible, and I'll stop rambling. Kate, you are now live with your Sunday Psychics, Rebecca Hi. and Stephanie. Welcome. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. This is How Rebecca. Are, ah, hi. Thank you for taking hi. my call. Um, I just wanted to know what you see coming up for me in terms of my love life. Okay. All right. So, you know, it's interesting because my initial impression is there is somebody that you have been interested in, and I'm not sure if you're actually seeing this person now or not, but there's definitely somebody that you still kind of think about. Um, The other thing is, 
you know, you have this really big heart and you're very loving. Um, and I know that you just really want to give your love to someone. It's like, I absolutely get like your friends are always like, Oh, if you need some nurturing, call Kate, because she's so like, you're the first person. If somebody's feeling down, you you know, you'll, you'll, you'll bake some cookies and take them over and just kind of be mm-hmm. there for everybody. So you're this very loving person. Um, but when yeah. it comes to relationships, you know, the thing is that, um, you give a lot, and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't, you know, my impression is that you don't necessarily let the other person give to you. You're a little bit shy. Yeah. You kind of wait. You're not really sure what to do. It's like there's an awkwardness for you with dating yeah. and relationship stuff, okay? And so, and it's like you're not doing anything wrong. It's just the reality is nobody's, nobody teaches us how to date. Okay, I mean, now they've got all these dating coaches out there, and that's really great and all of that. But, but the thing is, first of all, you get to choose the kind of person that you want in your life. And mm-hmm. my impression is that everybody around you has said, you just need to find a good man. You know, that's my impression is that that's what you've heard. Well, what is that? Mm-hmm. What does a good man look like? What does he act yeah. like? And, and so... It, you know, the thing is, it, it doesn't matter what other people think. It matters what you think and what you want. And so mm-hmm. you are worthy of having love. And I also will tell you, I know your friends have said, oh, you're so picky. Be choosy. Yeah. Be picky. Be choosy. <laughs> because you can't, you know, trying to untangle something when you get tangled up and it's the wrong thing is not comfortable. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. the other thing that I want to say is that you're very discerning. Like you have this huge mm-hmm. heart. You're really, really choosy about the people that you let into your life, but once you let somebody in your life, you are all in. Yeah. And so, and so that's the other little piece here is, you know, that door that I see separating you from somebody is that fear that you have based on the previous relationships where you've gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. And so there's this feeling from you that I don't want to do that again. But unfortunately, what happens is when we say we don't want something, the universe doesn't see the don't. It just says, oh, there's that energy. Whatever energy you focus on is what you create. Yeah. So I, want to, I give homework. <laughs> I want to very strongly suggest that you take a few minutes and mm-hmm. really think about the qualities that you want in your perfect partner. Okay, and this, you, you can add to this, I mean, I've kind of changed my philosophy about this, because I used to say, write the list, put it away, you know, rewrite it, or kind of look at it again, and then put it away and forget about it, and I've kind of changed that, now I kind of add to it whenever I want to, and I'm like, ooh, I really like that quality, I want to write that and add it to my list, so now I've, I've almost filled the composition book <laughs> of the qualities that I want in somebody, but it's like every time I affirm this, the universe is going, okay, she must be really serious this time, right? So Mm -hmm. you get to have what you want. You really do. You get to have what you want. It's not what anybody else wants for you. It's what Mm -hmm. do you want, okay? And what are the qualities that this person has? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my suggestion is, you know, do a stream of consciousness writing. Sit for a few minutes. Get really clear about how you feel when you're in this person's presence. And what are the qualities mm-hmm. they have? Are they kind? Are they loyal? Are they monogamous? Are they committed? Are they, do they cherish you? Do they make you feel adored? What are the things you're looking for? And get specific. You know, some people will say, oh, don't be too picky. No, be choosy. Mm-hmm. Be choosy. You know, I need to be with somebody who doesn't smoke. It's a, no, it's a deal breaker. I have asthma. 
So it's like, oh, yeah. you're a really great guy and you're handsome and all the stuff you smoke. I'm sorry, you know, good luck and take care. Because guess mm-hmm. what? There are literally billions of men on the planet that are available and looking for a perfect partner for them. So you have literally a pool of billions <laughs> to choose from. You just have to get to the place where you actually believe that they're there for you, and they are. So when you do the stream of consciousness right, write anything and everything that comes up. Mm-hmm. And I always say write, write for like 20 minutes. And then when you're done with that, get a separate piece of paper and then write everything in a positive. So like when I, when I wrote that I wanted some, you know, first doing the stream of consciousness writing, I wrote I want someone who doesn't smoke. Well, the universe is going to see smoke. They're not going to look at mm-hmm. doesn't or does in front. So I changed it to he's a nonce. And everything in the present because in the conscious field, Everything is now. So he is a yeah. non-smoker. He is sober. He is employed and loves his, loves his work. He is financially stable. He is loyal. He is independent. However, you know, but, but like that. So everything is here in the present, in the now. Okay? Yeah. And write the whole list. And when you're done with it, it should feel like, wow, I can't wait to meet this person. If it doesn't feel like that, ask yourself what you need to add to it to make it feel that way. And then put it away for two or three weeks. Then get it back out again and, re- and, and look at it, and it should make you feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for this. Um, if it doesn't feel that way, ask yourself if there's something else that you need to add to the list. And then if you see people and they have certain qualities or they behave a certain way, go home and add it to your list. There's, no, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with adding to your list. But if you meet somebody and you know that they're not, a right, they're not the right fit, say no thank you. Because what happens is we end up settling into something that occupies our time but isn't really what we want. And when we do that, we're giving the universe a mixed message, and we don't want to do that. They're trying to co-create what we want. Yeah. So if we settle, like, oh, I'm just going to fill my time with this, they might, you know, we, we are actually delaying getting what we actually want in our lives. Okay. So all of that being said, I actually see you potentially meeting somebody as early as August. The okay. only thing between you and that person is you deciding that it's okay for you to step out of your shell and giving yourself the opportunity. Now, the other thing that's super, super, super important, I got some really wise words from my friend Peter. Thank you, Peter. I joke around that he's my little brother. He's like six foot five and I'm five three. So I joke around that he's my little brother. Um, gave me great advice when I decided I wanted to get myself out there to start dating again. And I said, look, I think I'm going to go ahead and get on the app and all this other stuff. And he said, look, can I give you some advice? And I said, yes. He said, don't treat each guy like he might be the one. Instead, Mm -hmm. approach this like you're going to meet some new friends. You might meet some new friends. You might meet people you go, ah, yeah, I don't want to hang out with him. But you might meet some new friends. And one of those might turn into a life partner. And so that's what I did. And I have to tell you, mm-hmm. I, I have some friends now that I've known for a couple of years. I've met online. We met. We liked each other as friends. And I have some really great friends that I met online on dating apps. Mm. So, and... You know, I'm still meeting people, and I'm dating somebody now, and it's, if you have the attitude that you might make some friends and just relax about it and have fun, it's all going to happen. But, again, I hear as early as August for you. So give yourself permission 
to step into that divine um, acceptance that God will give you everything that you desire, but you have to open yourself to receive it. And you have to know that you're worth having love in your life because you are. Okay. 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 You're an awesome person. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I were your you. friend. Guy, if I was down, I know you'd make cookies for me too. <laughs> 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 anyway, okay. let me turn it over to Stephanie. I'm sure she'll have some, some yeah. other wisdom yeah. for you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Kate. Okay. Hi. I, I'm going to take a, a very different approach. I'm going to tell a story. Might have a little bit of dry humor, so forgive me. Um, we have this thing called the opinionators. And we have the okay. wannabes. We have the wannabes and we have the know-it-alls. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And so I think for all of us in our lives, we all have this crowd. And the thing about it is remember to stay true to what you want to do. You have to be comfortable mm-hmm. in your own skin. And... So everything that Rebecca said, in addition to that, I was also seeing a very similar timeline. It's going to be sooner than later when you meet this person. I also see the month of August. I was getting two months, so between now and somewhere between the 15th to the 21st of August, you'll likely come into this person. Between now and then, you're going to have a couple of different experiences. But for you, this is a letting go. This is trusting. This is you learning how to trust yourself. And this is really Mm -hmm. a safety issue because in the past, your security blanket has been, well, I, Kate, as long as I am in control, I will have a really good relationship. And then it's like, well, there is the part where there's the other person too. And I think a lot of us fall into that pattern, whether we realize it or Mm -hmm. not. And it's a safety issue. So you're going to be spending a lot of time reflecting. You know, I highly suggest go back, listen to the replay, listen to what both Rebecca and I have shared. It feels to me like you're really familiar with yourself, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, and so on. Mm -hmm. But also be mindful of the know-it-alls and the opinionators and the wannabes and just smile Mm -hmm. to yourself and just say, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Smile, nod and keep going. (laughs) And there you have it, Kate. There you have it. It looks good for you. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. Okay. Good question. Thank you. I was going to ask a question. Nope. Kate, got to go. Call back next week. We'd love to hear from you again. Um, we are going to jump um, around here just a tiny little bit. We're going to go next to David. He is tired, ladies, of living in peaceful solitude. David, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Uh, Hi, greetings. David. Yes, I was, hello, I was listening to your show, and I felt inspired to call in when you were talking about reaching peaceful solitude. I've been here for quite a few years now. And I'm not sure that this is the world to live in peaceful solitude. I almost think that you're, we're kind of here to kind of crash into each other. Um, and your, your producer generously suggested that I go to a, a heavy metal concert, and that would take me out of my peaceful solitude. Um, <laughs> I have a suggestion. <laughs> um, okay. But, and, and, but, you know, I, the last concert I think I went to was Gladys Knight, and, and she was very peaceful. Um, oh, she's awesome. My, <laughs> 
Yeah, she she can really sing. Um, oh yeah. The, um, the I guess my question though is, I'm okay here. It's just I'm wondering if I'm missing out on something I'm supposed to be doing. I mean, I meditate every day. I say, you know, wh wherever I'm supposed to be, whatever I'm supposed to do, I'm willing to put myself out in the world. But I'm just kind of sitting here in my peaceful solitude, and it's going on like 12 years. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Well, David, this is Stephanie. Let me see what I can see for you. Um, first Thank of you. all, uh, the husband of one of, uh, of, one of us, a, a really good friend of mine, Bethany, her husband, Chris, is in a hard rock metal band called Noxa, and it's it's down in the Florida, Alabama area. So if ever you Ooh. want to shake up your world, you can. You know, you know, listen, so, so I love your personality. Metal. Yeah, there you go, Swamp Metal. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know what's cool? I love your personality. And I know that wherever you go, you're already crashing you're crashing down the energy barriers anyway. I would love yeah. to follow you when you go to the grocery store. I think that would be an absolute <laughs> hoot because you're like sending it out there. What's really cool about you, and I know you know this, your frequency is so strong that wherever you go, you're sending out the love. I understand what you're talking about too, though. So we can have peace and solitude, and it's like, okay, that's enough. So one thing... One of the things that I'm seeing is you taking yourself on more of more little day trips or doing an overnight here and there along the way. Whenever you can, whenever you feel comfortable, it does look like there's going to be a trip coming up for you. I see you eventually visiting Maine, upstate New York, and I'm also seeing you just kind of traveling about the U.S. California is really interesting to you and for you. So in your own little way, I'm seeing you shake it up like that. The other thing that I'm seeing for the, you, if you're not doing it already, it would be something along the lines of having a little shop on Etsy. And I don't know what it is that you make or create whatever, but you would do really well at that as well. Um, there's changes coming up for you too later this year. You know, people generally go through personal changes twice a year. And the first, gosh, I'm seeing August, September, your months of change, your cycle of changes are the months of September and the month of March. And that's usually when you have new ideas coming into the foreground. And it's like you're being downloaded heavily during those two months. And then come October and April, then you begin the launch part of these new ideas. So that's the information that comes to me, David. I'm going to pass you over to Rebecca, okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Hi. Hi, David. Okay. Um, so, yes, I, I, I'm laughing because I, I also had that whole thing about, yeah, it would be kind of fun to just go out and, and kind of be watching to see the interactions with David wherever you go. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, Yes. So, so first of all, very strong energy that you had at least the the last lifetime you were a monk. I mean, there's no, I have no question about that. And you may have actually spent more than one lifetime, and they were recent. Could have been as many as three, the most recent three lifetimes. So the the whole thing with solitude for you is you came back in and went, oh, this is familiar, and that's kind of what I'm doing. 
So you can change it, and, that, and that's, you know, it's just you came in kind of um, in a different place than most people with your soul familiarity with solitude and being connected to the all that is. So it's, that's not a difficult experience for you. And I feel like for you, you know, you like people, but you also get tired of drama and the chaos. And so, you know, but part of you wants to be in that because you, you know, the solitude gets old. And it's, I mean, again, I know you're, you're very comfortable in it. Um, but it's a choice. Yes. And so That's why I call. One of the th- <laughs> yes. So one of the things that I see is um, it, it, I actually see the possibility of you teaching meditation. And actually, and this is really interesting, but I, what I see is you potentially speaking to large groups of people about what it is to live in solitude and, and to, you know, create an, um, an opportunity for people to learn some more balance in their lives because most people are either go, 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 go until they drop. And, you know, maybe that's exhaustion or stress or whatever. But most people don't have a balance. And the fact that you have created a life for yourself where you get connected pretty much all the time, um, people are really needing that. And you are very patient and you do like people and you're not judgmental. So I see an opportunity for you to actually be teaching groups of people, you know, doing presentations, maybe even doing like these workshops where, you know, you spend time teaching them how to meditate or or how to come to a place of peace within themselves. Not complicated courses at all. But I also see that, you know, you might do that for a month and then take a month off and go meditate or, you know, like balancing your life in a different way where you still have the solitude when you, when you choose to, but that you're now balancing it with your interactions with people and then helping people actually get to understand how to be in a place of peace in their own lives. So I see this potential for you if you choose to do this. Um, it's already there. It's like if you, you know, it's kind of like when you're at the grocery store and you go, oh, I want this box of whatever it is you're picking off the shelf. It's right there. If you choose to do that, it's available to you. Um, and so, yeah, I actually also got this thing about how you kind of tend to move in and out of things within about six, five to six months. Uh, I, I get, rotation is, the, is the, the, uh, the energy that comes to mind, the word that comes to mind, um, you know, basically supporting what Stephanie said about, you know, I hear September, October, and then March again. Um, and then, but that can also kind of shift moving forward. So it's, it's interesting because I hear September, October, and then March, and then, and then potentially October, November for the next one, and then April. So there is a, a shift with the timing of this somehow, but, but these are the things that are coming up around this. Um, and so, you know, it's like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? What would you like to choose moving forward, and how do you want to do that? And there are, you really, you get to do this however you want. You get to be the architect of what, you, of what these next steps are. So uh, I, I have to say that, you know, I, when, I, when I check in with your energy, I can't help but smile. I'm just, I'm just smiling because it's like, wow, this is really awesome. Your energy is just really awesome. And, uh, you know, thank you and kudos. And, you know, keep us posted and let us know what, what you decide to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Thank, you so, thank, you for taking me, thank you for taking my call. And thank you so much. I'm going to listen to this again and I will call back. Thank you. 
Thank you, David. Thank you, David. All the best. All blessings. Cool. Um, (laughs) Next caller will be Sophia. Sophia is calling about love. Sophia, welcome to your Sunday Psychics. You're live with Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi, ladies. Hi, Hi, Sophia. This is this is Rebecca. How can I help tonight? Hi. Um, I guess just the general. I really, honestly, I didn't have anything. So just to keep the calls flowing, uh, I threw out the most popular, which is love. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you know, I just, I, I, I you make me smile too, because it's like uh-huh. there's, there's something about love that is your. How do I put this? It's like, oh, I can see this picture so clearly. Um, it's like even when you just think about it, you smile as well because you see, like, you're such a loving person that when you see somebody that you care about in love with somebody, you're joyful. It's like I don't need it for myself. I can feed off of seeing other people in that energy and vibration, even though you kind of go, well, I would like to have something that's more for me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but, but it's, it, for you, it's kind of like, yeah, if it's meant to be, it's, be, it's meant to be. If it's not, it's not. I mean, there are times when, when I feel like, yeah, you'd like to have the relationship that you really want, but you also kind of are really in this place of surrendering of like, well, if that's what God wants for me, then great. And if not, then I will accept that. So be it. That is true. And you really have kind of surrendered into that, which is a beautiful thing. But you get to have companionship if you want it. Um, I'm, I am actually seeing somebody in front of you. Um, do you mind me asking how old you are? I am in my uh, latter 40s. No, I don't okay. mind. Okay. Okay. God bless you and thank you. When people ask me, I tell them I'm old enough to know better and young enough to do it anyway if my body is willing. Oh. <laughs> but I'm older than you are, Sophia. So there you go. So the thing is, it's like you you have there's there's a really really nice man in front of you, and um, do you go to church? Because I feel like you need this is this is somebody that's already around you in a community type um, of of. I don't go to church, okay. but I do have uh, it's okay. I do. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, in any shortage of. <laughs> yeah, there are. So the thing is, it's like, what do you really want? Because my impression is that this person is already around you, and he makes you laugh, and he's really sweet, and he's really warm. Um, and it's, I'm not sure he's somebody who's actually even come into your radar yet. Because, you know, my impression is that he's kind of thinking, well, I'm sure that all these people are trying to ask her out and she's attractive and, and, you know, what kind of chance would I have? But the, but the reality is this is a really good man. I mean, this is somebody who, when he gives his heart, he gives his heart like you do. And it's one of those things where once you start socializing with him and just talking to him, it's like you'll find out you have a lot in common and your beliefs are very aligned. Your values are very aligned. And you like to do the same things. But he makes you laugh. And that's the thing. He gets your sense of humor. And it's almost like there's going to be this moment where something's happening and you're thinking, oh, my gosh. And you're not somebody who mutters things under your breath usually because normally, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, you don't say anything at all because you learned that from your mom about, like, you know, you learned that when you're little, right? That but, is but me. There's something that, but there's something that happens, and it's like there's a group of people, and you're kind of standing in the back, and it's somebody that everybody knows kind of embellishes everything, and you're kind of like, okay, here we go again. And so you're in the back, and you kind of let that slip out like, oh, here we go again. And, and, and that person is like, 
That's exactly what I was thinking. And you're like, you're horrified because it's like, oh, my gosh, that actually came out of my mouth. And, and he's like, it's okay, your secret's safe with me. So it's going to be this kind of a little conversation. And, you're, you're, and it's like he gets your sense of humor. Like that's the instant thing. It's like, oh, my gosh, he gets my sense of humor. So this is, this is right in front of you. I feel like he's already around you in what, you know, one of these community things that you're involved with. He's already around you. He's already noticed you. Um, and so it, it, you'll have to call us back and let us know when this happens. Because it's so clear I'm gonna, to me. I'm going to do that it's before so we finish. I'm going to validate. It won't take but two seconds after uh, okay. the, um, <laughs> the next lady goes. Okay, so, so I'll turn it over funny. to Stephanie. But, but I have to, I got to smile. Thank you, for, thank you for putting a smile on my face. Go ahead, love. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I love the energy of your voice. And, of thank course, you. everything Rebecca said, yes. What I like about what you bring to the table is that you're clear about you. You're clear about loving yourself first to the mm-hmm. point where you're content you're okay. You're safe. If by These chance, are good. if by chance, Mr. Wonderful comes along, you're you're actually it's going to be funny because you're going to be not necessarily sizing him up, but you're going to be patiently waiting to see does he get me? And there's going to be the little things, but you know you're not. You're also kind. You're not mean. You're not going to make him do silly, stupid things. But um, but you you your soul will recognize him. You know that you will recognize. And usually, you know, in relationships, the male energy. It doesn't matter if it's from the male or the female. The male energy will recognize the other energy first. So this might be the case for you. So it's going to be fun. You like a gentleman. You like a proper person. But yet you like to have a lot of fun, too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and fantastic, sometimes crazy in otherwise ways. But I did see true. someone. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> like if we can go like off the radar and totally just do whatever we're going to. Mm-hmm. So this is who you are. Um you you are going to meet him. He's around you. You're going to meet him within this year sometime. I don't have a real specific time frame. That's but okay. It's within this year, though. I don't see it going into next year. And <laughs> you're going to enjoy this. But, again, the, the number one thing you're really, truly looking for is respect, a gentleman, and someone who is as nice to you as you are nice to them and as nice as you are with humanity that's what you are desiring and what i also like about your approach to this is you're really not holding expectations because life has already taught you when we have judgment my head (laughs) oh honey i'm walking around in there so when we have judgments (laughs) expectations conclusions um, we have already let ourselves down and nothing will ever work out. And you're like, I unplugged from A, B, and C, and I'm going to be oh, here and I'm going my. to be now. And so this yes. is who you are. This is where you are. And there we have it. This, that's what I have for you, hun. Oh, wow. Yes. Hey, well, anybody <laughs> that's listening, they need to schedule outside 
of the show because you yes. guys were just hit it out of the park. Like I said, I'm in no shortage of male pursuers. One, actually, mm-hmm. I've known in particular, well, a lot of them I've known a long time. But this one mm-hmm. in particular, I just met up Sunday, just out the blue. I'm driving into the city to um, take my old classmate to dinner. And just out the blue, I just had this, I don't know, weird sensation. I just text and I said, hey, it'd be nice to see you today. It'll only take about five minutes of your time. You know, I like a hug, and I probably hadn't seen him in like seven, eight months. Um And so he said, sure. So he called me while I was at dinner. I didn't realize he called. So anyway, we end up, I ended up calling him back. We were playing phone tags. And he said, hey, I want to see you. Where are you? I said, well, I'm on 14th Street. And this is in a huge city in America, right? Huge city. And he said, I'm on 14th Street. Where exactly are you? I gave him the name of the restaurant that I had never, ever eaten before. We just wanted to try a new experience. And uh, guess what? He was literally right across the street in <laughs> the valet parking, the valet mm-hmm. parking that I parked my car. Um, he actually had moved into condos in that building. In the same building. <laughs> and, and Rebecca, all the stuff you were just saying about, you know, you're going to meet someone, they're going to be like, hey, you seem like you just, you know, you, you're not really waiting on a guy. Then I just started that literally, almost just, I mean, literally word from word out of his mouth. That's what he said when he's always thought about me. The whole three years we've met, he was like, we go out mm-hmm. to dinner and I might not hear from you again in three months. <laughs> so thank you, ladies. Thank you're you. welcome. You're so welcome. Keep us posted. <laughs> Y'all have yes. a good night. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thanks too. for the call. <laughs> I like Sophia. She needs to call more often. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our next caller is Sharon, and Sharon's calling about a contractor coming to do some work at her house this week. Goodness gracious. Sharon, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Hi there. Hi. Um, I'm doing some renovations in my condo and I'm getting, I'm starting with my, the little bathroom. It's going to get done tomorrow. There's a guy named Charles who's going to do it. He does a lot of work in our, in our um, development and I do trust Mm -hmm. him. I just, I'm just so nervous. Is he going to, is it going to, he says he'll be able to get it done tomorrow. Do you feel there's going to be any problems or think it's going to go good with him? He's I'm looking a at a cabinet and a, a to, you know new toilet and everything in it. Yeah, it's the first room. Beautiful. Um, so the first thing that comes through is part of your hesitation about Charles is because of the time he takes. So Charles is actually rather methodical with what he does. He's not I, on <laughs> clock time. He's on Charles time. You see. I, I so. you are so right. I know what <laughs> you mean about him. He is the most laid back. That is so he's, funny. He's, but he's very he's meticulous. Yeah. Oh, okay. extremely. Because, and he he loves what he does. And other people will be like, oh God, he he must not, you know. No, this man loves what he does, and he loves to make sure that it's done correctly the first time because he also is wanting to make sure that you don't need to be making phone calls next week to say, Hey, guess what? This isn't working, blah, blah, blah. So he'll be peaceful. The, the part of you, you like to have your foot halfway down on the gas pedal most of the time. 
And so for someone, the energy of Charles to come in, it's like, oh, my God, it, it, what, is this going to take all day? Well, probably. I would say yes. Okay. It probably will. Oh, I can accept and, that. And, it's not a week. <laughs> no, I know. Yes. I know. Go on. Yes. So I see him doing good work. He's very kind. He's nice. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, when, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, what's coming through is that either have the the ice water or the lemonade, maybe a little snack ready for him. You know, I, he's very kind. He's very nice. He's not intrusive on any level. But it does look like he's going to get the work done. And there's going to be the, this lull where it feels like he's getting nothing done. And all of a sudden, it's like he puts the toilet in and magically the whole bathroom is done. And then you're going to wonder, well, how did he do that? Because I was right here. So I he think swears it's going to be done tomorrow. We're making a joke. Yeah. I said, Charles, come on. It takes at least two. No, I, I'll get it in tomorrow, Sharon. This is, but I just wondered, <laughs> oh, he's a great, he's a really good guy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. So let's have you, let's have Rebecca look at this for you and see what she gets. Okay. So I have to tell you, <laughs> the very first thing when you said his name is Charles, I thought, Okay, Charles is slow because Charles is on Charles' phone. Oh, yeah. So I have to I totally validate everything Stephanie said. I was I had to mute the line because I was laughing so hard. We, and, and so just so you know, so Sharon, sometimes it's like Stephanie and I are reading the same paragraph out of a book. Yes. Oh yeah. So Charles Charles is really kind, and and it's like it's going to be a long day. You know, I feel I hear like he may be there for ten hours tomorrow. But he will get okay. it done because he said he would. And I love that Stephanie suggested that you have like snacks or something or be prepared to make lunch for him because the one thing that it'll stress you, but he'll be like, oh, you know, I should take a break and have something to eat because he wants to work through, but he really should eat because he's more efficient if he eats, you know, a little bit. So if you offer to like, look, can I make you something so that you don't have to, you know, so I, can I make you some lunch or something? He'll probably say no, but if he doesn't bring a lunch box, then, then kind of insist on it because that way it'll cut a little bit of the time out. Um, but he is really, really good, and he is trustworthy, and he treats every one of his clients as if they were his own family member. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you, you can absolutely trust him, and he's, you know, he's grateful to have the work. He really takes seriously that people trust him to come into their homes. And so that's why he's so meticulous about everything he does. Like, this is absolutely the work that he is supposed to be doing. And it, it's, it's, a, it's beautiful. I wish more contractors, more people worked the way that he does. But, yeah, it's, it'll be a long day, but he'll get it done. That's fine. No, I'm not in the word. Yep. That's the first room the kitchen will do next. But the bottom line is it's going to turn out good. That's, yeah, he's going to go oh, pick yeah. up the stuff for me, everything. Oh, good. I know. Yeah. It's the first room I've done. Thank you so much for both of you oh, for answering so my question. You're, you're welcome. Thank you, Sharon. Always great hearing from you. And you, our next Jesus. caller is going to be Nancy, and Nancy's calling about love. Nancy, you're live with your Sunday Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Oh, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um, just a, a relationship question. Um, just want to ask a gentleman I've been involved with for the, over a year, wondering if you see him and I becoming more serious or in okay. a committed relationship. Okay. Hi, Nancy. It's Rebecca. So what is his first name? Marcus. 
Okay, give me one second here. So, you know, the thing is, Marcus really likes you. I do see that you guys are kind of doing this dance, and I know that you kind of want to see the progress. There are other things that he wants to have in place before he feels like he can commit. He really likes you. Um, there is a part of him that wonders if, you can, if he can live up to everything that he thinks you expect from him. And, and I want to say that in a more succinct way. It's not because your behavior is such that it, it's, you're not demanding or anything like that. He has an idea in his head about how he thinks he should be to be for you. So he projects out mm-hmm. that he might not be good enough for you. And that keeps him from getting too, um, I want to say anchored is the word that comes to mind in this relationship. Um, I don't feel like he wants to see other people. I feel like, you know, he's, he's, he really does care about you, but it's like he's doing this little dance in a circle and, and he's really afraid to move forward. And again, it's because he feels like he might let you down, even though these are his expectations of himself, not your expectations of him. So, um, you know, I'm hearing, I'm hearing December. And so it's one of those things where, um, you know, he's kind of still kind of going, spinning a bit in his head about this. Um, but again, he really does care about you. So I'm hearing December. I'm, he- I'm hearing that, you know, first of all, there's some things in August that may come up. There may be something that happens with somebody close by that makes him realize that, wow, I need to really be, you know, appreciating what I have in Nancy, and, and I don't want to take this for granted, but I need to, I need to decide if I can be enough for her. Um, and I feel like at some point, I'm hearing probably September, October, I think the two of you are going to have another conversation about, you know, what, what does this look like moving forward? And, again, I'm hearing by December you'll have the clarity that you're looking for. So uh, I know that it's, a, it's kind of a patient thing, but you move more quickly than he does, and he's just not quite there yet. So let me turn it over to Stephanie. And, um, Do you see us actually and, being a couple? I, you know, right now I have to say it's a question mark because I feel like he has to get over his fear that he's not enough for you. And that's him. That he has to work on that within himself. It's not something that you can do anything about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, let me uh, let me let Stephanie give you some uh, some of her insight on this as well. Okay. All right. Um, Rebecca covered a lot of ground there, so I'll keep mine really short. I, I very much see the question mark, and I do see where Marcus is very insecure. His self-esteem could be stronger. It could be better. But it, this is something that he has to work it out within himself, within his heart, within his head. The attraction is there. It does look like eventually you two may end up together, but it looks like November is going to be the deciding point as far as what you two choose to decide to do. You're already ready. Marcus has to rectify this within himself first. It's also based upon his past history. So it's going to require him to let go of the past and be present. So anyway, so that's what comes through for you. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. You're so welcome. All right, Nancy, take good care. Yes. Go ahead. 
<laughs> go ahead. Okay, so if you would like to get a reading with Rebecca, here we go, RebeccaFisk.com. If you would like to get a reading with me, go to my website, JourneyWithStephanie.com. We love you guys. We're here for you. Rebecca? Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, you always are the one to say it, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I, I know. I'm like, oh, I, I, I got a little break. I know, and, and one of these days I'll do the meditation because I know you always do the meditation for us, too, and it's awesome. Um, you know, I guess because cause it's like I'm, I'm looking, we've got like a minute, a minute and a half or something. Um, you know, first of all, we're really grateful to all of you for, for calling in and listening because we love the work that we do, and this is a little bit of an opportunity for us to give back. So thank you so much for calling in, for tuning in. Uh, listen to the replay again if there's anything that you missed. Um, and, you know, do something nice to yourself every day, something joyful that you love every single day. That mm-hmm. self-love thing is so important. We can't emphasize that enough. Um, and, and so, anyway, again, thank you all so much. Stephanie, thank you for being here. I love doing this show with you. And, Garrett, we would not be doing yes. this without you. So, Garrett, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're thank always you, very Garrett. welcome. Thank Yay. you, Thank <laughs> you. Beautiful. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, have a great week, everybody. Take good care, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.